man. I don't, I tell you, man, one of these days. Tonight, people, what's up? One of these days, I am just gonna, I'm just gonna tell that story. You know, like it's gonna be a whole, a whole episode. Like I, I, oh, I want to, I, mm, I've, I've played nice for so, so long, man. Isn't that the thing though, the, like I find interesting about relationships is there's usually one that plays nice and then there's the one that plays super dirty. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I hate to call people out, but like, and I'm, and I'm talking in like unbalanced or uneven like relationships that aren't working out. I'm not talking about the ones that like you're working through shit. But yeah. it's interesting. You've got one that's like super kind, willing to do like so much for the relationship. And then you've got the one that's actually like, you know, trying to take advantage, using, manipulating, gaslighting. And especially these days in relationships, let's be honest. Yeah. Like, and it's more than just opposites attract, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, I don't know. Well, and that's why that's, that's a good that's a good point though. Okay, so I'll ask you a question. It's more than opposites attract, but let's let's look at it in this way. If I was to put it to you like this. If you have a giver and you have a taker, the polarity between those two bringing them together, okay? That could be looked at as op- opposites attract. So like I just said, is usually you have somebody in the relationship that's willing to give a lot and then you have somebody in the relationship that's willing to take a lot. Do you think that that is an opposites attract? And do you think that happens a lot? Do you see that or notice that around you? I don't think that's opposites attract. I think that's just like the type of person. Like. But that is opposite. uh, You have a giver and you have a taker. That's opposite. You've got somebody that's always willing to like give into the rapport into the relationship. And then you've got the person that is more apt to be the taker. And it, like, listen, those variables could be based on anything, family history, things that happened to an individual. I'm not saying why they got that way. I'm just saying, like, do you believe that maybe that's possible? What up, Beans? Oh. Oh, who decided to show up? Bandana. Hey, I'll, I'll get off this motherfucker. I don't care. You keep talking shit. Why you gotta do that two minutes whoa, in? You guys all the time. You I'm just coming cousin. cousin. Fuck yeah, that's me. Today. Today's my cousin. Whoa. Fuck, fuck, fuckity, fuck, fuckity, fuck, fuck. All right, you two. We apologize. We retract those statements on Bean's behalf. <laughs> oh my so Beans, you're just thinking about like polarity and relationships. And I was asking Germ if you think that sometimes in relationships, I'm not talking about like balanced relationships, but sometimes in relationships you have somebody that's more of a giver and then somebody that's more of a taker. What is your take on that? It's hundred percent true. Hey, yeah, that's two votes. <laughs> and what I'm... makes you say that? Uh, it's just one of the things. I mean, it's just one of the things that you have to see. And it's like, hey, it's always got to have a balance. One person's going to be the stronger person at certain things, and one person's got to be a stronger person at other things. It's just, it's a counterbalance. It's like a, it's like a seesaw. You're not going to have one person that has everything right here that's going to lay you down. So we have another person that's got to, it's got to level you out so you can be leveled out. That's fair. That's fair. So kind of like a polarity or like a, like an evening of the relationship. Yeah. Understand. What do you think about that, Jerm? Well, I'd say let's get this intro over with. <laughs> so you have time to think about it. Welcome to TRP. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give me. Give me a second. Uh. So. Yeah. Uh. Intro time. I'm Jerm. I'm Nads. I'm I'm the guy that shows up like. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
It's a trick. Two steps forward and two steps back. All right, we've got I'll... this comment. I think one person is nicer where the other is polite. A wee bit of ebb and flow back and forth. All right. There you go. That's three. I agree. Okay. I agree. Okay. Um. Hmm. I've been, I've, you know, I don't know. I've been out the game for a long time, so I just, I don't even remember anymore. And I'm just gonna, that's, that's my. Uh... You got Alzheimer's, <sighs> and you're sticking to it. All right, that's fine. Yeah, I, that's it. I, is the this... intro playing in y'all's headphones like over and over and over again? No. I, no. Like it hasn't stopped. It's still playing in mine. Like it hasn't stopped. That's why I'm just like, like it just keeps going. It's like the Energizer Bunny, bro. It keeps rolling and rolling and rolling. <laughs> oh wait, hold on. There, did it stop for you? Yeah, finally. What was it? <laughs> uh, well, the background music was playing, but I didn't hear it. Oh, it was, I mean, it was loud. I, I couldn't hear nothing y'all was saying. That's why I was just like, that is our new intro. It means it's your voices. Yeah. Oh, the rent due shirt. It's, this is not about rent, uh, like paying your bills. This is, um, it's a lip bearded oh, shirt. And oh, here we go. Oh, oh, I thought you were gonna get naked. Are you no, getting naked, bro? What, what no, success <laughs> is never owned. It's rented, and rent is due every single day. Well, that's right. cute. Yeah, <laughs> so. that's cute right there. I don't care. You are right there, bull by God, bro. Calm down, man. You came in hot today. Like, first of all, first of all, okay, listen, you said 8 to 8.30, okay? It's 8.07, so, so I, made it in my, I'm, I made it in my timeline, bro. I made it in my timeline, bro. I made it in my timeline. I made it in my timeline. No, 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 no. Listen. <laughs> listen, Linda. Listen, <laughs> Linda, chill out, bro. Take it down a notch. I will kick no. you from this show. Okay, where's That's the mod? Where's the mod? Oh. <laughs> we need a moderator for you two tonight. Y'all can uh, calm down. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, bro. Um, hot. It's like that song. I'm coming in hot, 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 hot. <laughs> I just I've... took a lot. I just took a line of cocaine. Don't dare me to drive. Whoa! I really didn't. Just kidding. I can't do that I stuff. It makes my nose bleed. Does not support that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do drugs. Drugs are bad. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um. I would fail my. I would lose my job. When, okay. listen. When you go to the Jerry Springer show uh, <laughs> during commercial breaks, he he tells jokes, right? But. He tells the same jokes over all the years that I went to the Jerry Springer show. He told the same jokes over and over and yeah, over. I got some new material, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and one of them was like, I, you know, I don't like cocaine. I just like the smell of it. That was one of them. <laughs> that one's not bad. Um, he said, uh, I just signed a major cable contract. They're hooking it up next week. Uh, I don't know. I, for some reason, that just reminded me. Uh, rest like in peace, Jerry jokes, Springer. Though. Yeah. Yeah. But rest it was in peace, Jerry jokes. Springer. Rest in peace. I'm sure he's causing all kinds of like disruption up there. <laughs> or down yeah. there, wherever he ended up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, oh, yeah, Caesar. This is my guy, Caesar, man. Uh, he went, we went to a show together. Um, there was there was one show where the whole time, like anytime there was a pause and people talking, we would go, Doop! and it was so obnoxious. And there was like four of us, and and uh, I saw it on TV, and you could hear it just Doop! throughout the whole show. Oh man, that was 
Yeah. Uh, no, thank you. I'm good. <laughs> I never, I never had the urge to go to a Jerry Springer show. It was bad enough that I caught it once in a while on TV. A whole bunch of like midget wrestling and like who's your daddy and like little person, uh, just drama. Little, little person. person. I apologize. I love little people. I saw I little, little people, people boobies. Too, but really, I saw. Yeah, little. Right. She was like, she ain't got these, and then she, you know, she showed them. And then, like, because she was being cheated on with some, or yeah, whatever. It was a whole big thing. And it's then, like, cheating or who's your daddy? Like, those are the only yeah. ones I ever caught him doing, basically. Oh, I yes. like this. Oh, this is a good comment. <laughs> That's fair. Oh, damn. What did you do? I dropped a lit cigarette, but I got it. Oh, okay. Uh, Don't light yourself on fire, please. So I've been tearing apart the house. If you guys haven't been uh, seeing it on TikTok, Instagram, all over the place, Facebook, I noticed that one wall upstairs was taller than the other. And I was like, there's missing space here. Like, and there has to be something there. So, so I peeled back some of the, now everything has paneling upstairs, but there's this one wall of drywall. And I'm like, so I peeked behind it and I found shelving in a little cubby. You know, I found shelving. There was a knife, <laughs> some homework, um, some miscellaneous stuff back there. And then I had to figure out what was in the other side. So today I ripped back the other drywall and there's a whole nother cubby space back there. So what are you going to put there? He's just ripping his house apart to see what what's in there. <laughs> um, and it was completely empty. There was like some toys, like uh, anything. There cool? was a no, no spider webs, mouse turds, nothing yeah. cool. Typical. Uh, but oh, <coughs> that was a really messed up pause. But. <laughs> I think Germ's pulling a me tonight. Germ, Germ, are you okay, Germ? Germ, are you okay? Oh my God, are you look that face that you had? I'm taking a picture. Stroke. Oh, I didn't get the picture. <laughs> Damn it! No, I don't, your, it's, your picture it was acting up so a little hard bit. And your eyes were rolled back in your head, and it was. Dude, so you look good. like you just had. You look like you just had the best right. orgasmic experience of your life. I thought he yeah. looked possessed, but maybe those look the same. Screw that. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish hey, we got a screenshot hey, of that, please. Is... Ah. Germ, what is going on with your net nope. tonight? And it's not nope. mine, so don't on even the try playback. Yes, I a screenshot of that on the playback. Yeah, thirteen minutes in, get that. I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like I have everything turned off. All right, boys. Although I did we have a discussion how... to have. You do remember, right? Two two weeks ago, when Beans was on the show, that we had we left off in a an agreement that we would come back to that. I'll start this off, okay? Today, <laughs> so they're renovating um, the town here and the train tracks and all sorts of stuff and they put this median in and today about an hour or so ago on my way home i noticed it was a very convenient spot for this person to stand when traffic was stopped and to just at window level he's hitting them at both direction asking for money so this is the conversation that uh, was to be continued. And I and I was like, oh, man, maybe we'll get to have that conversation today. Maybe we won't. So I think Nance is defending them. I think Beans is anti-panhandling. See, I never said that, so don't put words in my mouth. Oh. So we're gonna we're gonna start this out right now. Don't, don't put 
Don't put words in my mouth when I, I never said that one time that I say I'm anti panhandling. So we'll get into this discussion. But I think I've, discussion. I think the actual topic of discussion was, to be fair, Jerem, going back was we were talking about giving money to people, and one of the things that was said was just like if you give money to someone then like are you worried about them spending on drugs alcohol etc and do you get to make like that judgment oh, on that so i think it was around, more that. around that topic but beans you can correct me if i'm wrong no i mean that's that's what it is but well i'll start this discussion out for you then uh because i was the one that brought it up last show you know what i'm saying it's cool i don't care i'm gonna hook you with it i'm gonna hook you with it we're gonna hook line and sinker okay i brought props tonight okay i got a hook so we're gonna hook you all right, in. All right hook <laughs> um peter pan Okay, I'm not against them being panhandlers. I understand people go through a hard time. People do this, people do that. What I don't like personally is I don't like handing money to people because there's so many organizations out there that is there to help the homeless community. And the ones around here in Bowling Green, they don't want help from them people they want to stand on the side of the road and beg for money and i have seen personally with my own eyes give someone money and they go straight to the store right there at and get a beer or something cigarettes they have brand new iphones brand new jordans no offense but i could find something 10 times more better to do with my money if you give me a 20 dollars bill i could get 20 dollars worth of food i could get $20 worth of snacks. Damn. That thunder? Yeah. I heard that. Holy shit. Dell will come running here in a minute. Watch. Um, and I I just don't personally. My kids. My kids. They Every time they see a homeless person, they're like, Dad, we got to give them money. Dad, we got to give them money. Please, can we help them? Can we give them money? I took Callie with me in the club and Greg and all of the guys in our chapter to the United way to help do some charity work. And that was a humbling experience for her. So I'm not against someone being a panhandle, but what I am against is you giving someone the money and you seeing it with your own eyes. They do that. And then I'm also against people not trying, trying to find a job, trying to find this, trying to find that. That's what I'm against. Do I help them? Absolutely. My wife has money come out of her check every week for the United Way to help the homeless community, to help the food banks and stuff like that. That's what I'm against. I'm against lazy people that don't try. All right, that's fair. So first of all, I'm going to qualify this and quantify it by talking about those charities because uh, being in the line of work I am, I've told you guys many times I do social work. I've been doing it for over 20 years, and I've actually been homeless personally uh for many years so i i understand this from both sides so i'm not disagreeing with you beans in terms of like providing to organizations but here's where where i'm going to shed a little light on that i can't speak to america because i don't live there but i know in canada when you look up the so if you were to contact the united uh, way and ask them for transparency of their finances and where their money actually goes most of the time when you receive that transparency from them they're uh, most of their costs go to administrative, which means it's paying their staff, it's paying the uh, higher ups, so their CEOs and their and the higher management um, in there. And I've seen that with my own eyes, and I know what happens. So you can, you can actually request to see those things um, if you're a donor. So the argument that I have in that is like, okay, you, you're giving money to an organization, but how much of your money are the, uh, is from that organization is actually being seen by those people? And usually, it's a very small amount. Um, unfortunately, that's why we still have such a high homeless population, because if these organizations were actually doing what they were supposed to be doing, we would have less of a homeless population out there because they would actually be supplying the money and being able to supply housing or other other resources available. Uh, the second part I'm going to say is this is these days with everything that's been going on and let's just talk about like the last three to five years is inflation has gotten so bad that I know people that are homeless now that are responsible that had jobs um, and their jobs aren't cutting it so I, I think I think when I think about homelessness um, one of the things that I've always tried to reserve and maybe it's because I was homeless is my judgment so if I choose let's say to give somebody a $10 bill or a $20 bill 
the last thing I'm thinking about is the judgment of where they're going to go spend it. Because here's here's a secret that I can tell you. I have coping mechanisms. I have a job. Okay. I have a roof over my head. I seem like a normal individual. I've often got the comment like, oh, you were homeless? You don't look like you would have been homeless. So people pass judgments every minute, every second of every day. You can look at someone and think, wow, you're lazy. But you have no idea what that person's story is until you talk to the person. And this is where I start, you start to get caught in that kind of whirlwind of like, we assume people are lazy. So let me go back for an instance and explain this to you. When I was younger, the reason I was homeless is because my mom decided to give me up when I was 13 years old and she put me in Children's Aid Society. People assumed that I was lazy at 13, that I couldn't just go out and get a job because back then people were working at 13 and 14 years old where I am. They would get a paper route, they would get in, you know, all these things. But here's the funny thing. I couldn't get a job because I didn't have a home, which meant I didn't have an address, which means they wouldn't accept me. So that was one problem. The second problem was, is that in order to get a home, you have to be able to provide, um, a lot of landlords expect that you provide pay stubs from your job that you're supposed to be at, and you have to be there for three months before you can provide that to them. So there was a lot of like circular things that would happen in me being homeless. And people would assume that I was gonna spend the money on alcohol. Back then I didn't. I was like 13, 14 years old when I was homeless. And for me, addictions wasn't a problem back then. So I actually spent the money on food and I didn't care if people gave me food because that's what I wanted. I was I was starving. So I think what happens, I like when we look at that in the like, let's say the, the macrocosm of homelessness is we pass a lot of judgment. We look at people and let's say like you look at someone and you say, okay, they look like they're on drugs or they look like they're addicted to drugs. Who are you to make that decision? You don't get to decide that until you've sat down with that person and you've actually talked to them about their story and figure like ask them where they've come from, then fine. You want to make a judgment at that point. I'm okay with that. But you can't just look at someone and say like, well, you're going to go spend this on beer or you look like you do drugs. Like, that's my problem with this whole homeless issue is that no one stops to actually see the humanity in homelessness. Everybody just places judgment on the variables around homelessness. You know, I know so many homeless people right now in Hamilton and I do a lot of outreach that want jobs, but they can't get jobs because they don't have fixed addresses or yeah. they want jobs, but they can't afford the boots that they're going to need to go to the job or they can't afford, you know, whatever it is that they're going to is going to be a prerequisite for the job. So it makes it more difficult for them to get a job. But I know tons of people down here that would accept a job gladly if somebody offered it to them. But the problem is the way they look. So when you look at someone, you make a judgment. And if you have somebody that comes in for a job interview and he smells because he hasn't been able to take a shower for a week, what is the judgment that's going to be passed in that? And this is where I have the problem. I don't care. Once that money leaves my hand and I've been generous or I've been compassionate, whatever way they want to spend it is their business. If, if alcohol is what keeps them coping in that moment, that's their business. That's their thing. Do I like that they do that? No, I would rather them see like spend it on Gatorade or something that would help them. But we don't get to make those judgments because here's the thing. When you're giving, giving, true giving with compassion does not come with judgment. And that's my argument. Okay, there is. Okay, uh, fair, fair enough. The money uh, donated to these organizations, um, pennies, you know, end up going to the actual people. I get that. The people that are in charge of these organizations are making $200,000 a year plus. You know what I mean? Vacation homes so, plus, plus, plus. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah. Completely shady as shit. Now, there is there's somebody here in town who is out in a certain area every single day. And, you know, they've been seen getting in, in nice cars like they're doing this for a living. <coughs> you, you know what I mean? And. Yeah, I, hey, we, had a, we had a woman in Toronto that had a full time job. OK, and she would go out every day in panhandling. You know why she did that? Because she made extra money on top of her job. So here's what I'm saying. In my argument, I never once said that they're not people that take advantage of those things. But what I, what I am going to argue is the majority of people that are actually homeless, that, that cannot have a home, do not have a home, can't afford to have a home, are not, are, are, you know, 
the majority of them are not that person that's out there just trying to make a buck. Yes, do those people exist? Because listen, every every system in humanity is exploited by someone at some point. But then go back to your go back to your point earlier that you said you what what you just said you said that you can't pass judgment on someone, correct? So, and then you just said right there that you're not saying that every person is going to do it for the right reason. No, no, I didn't say the right reason. Well, I'm, I don't I mean the right reason. People exploit yeah. things. So, so, I'm not making judgment on that either. So, my thing is, that. my thing is, you got one bad apple that's going to ruin this whole, ruin the whole system that someone is trying to help. And if you do, say, for example, if I help one person, I see that one person jump into an $80,000 car. That's going to put in my mind and any other person's mind that sees that, hey, fuck that. I just lost my money because this person took my money that I work hard for and they jumped in an $80,000 car. And then the person standing next to him, the one that I couldn't help, is the one that needed the help. So it's 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 kind of a catch-22 here. It's a you could help. But it is. It is, it is though. It's a, it, no, it, it isn't. Because if you're if you're literally saying to me, let, let's say there's you've got 30 homeless people and one person that exploits it, and you're you give to the one person that exploits it, but then you paint the rest of the people with the same brush, that's bullshit. That's how is that bullshit, bullshit. though? That's that's the because human when you that's human, that's the somebody, human you're doing nature. it with judgment or compassion. So you do so if someone does you wrong and you have care. someone you don't care. I you don't, don't care. care. Someone ever no. does you wrong. So, so you, you are okay with people screwing you over. Dude, I, why do you think I became a social worker? Because people, you get screwed over as a social worker all the time trying to help people. And here's the Then I guess thing. that's the I difference. Don't care. Yes, it is. Because I have a generous and compassionate heart. And whether that person goes and gets in an $80,000 car and takes off and that was their way to make money for the day, that's on them and their soul and their karma. That's not on me. I decided yeah. to give my money and with with giving my money was without judgment. I don't get to paint the rest of the homeless crowd with the same brush because I saw one guy do that. That is absolute bullshit. Like, I'm sorry, dude. Maybe maybe to you. Yeah, 100% you. Cool. I, I, I expect your I respect your opinion. But to me, shame on you for for taking advantage of someone that is trying to help you. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that everyone's like that. What I'm saying is I personally not going to give you money. I will take you, get you food, take you and give you what you need, but I'm not going to give you cash. I will take you and I will take you to the store and get you anything you need, but I'm not going to hand you cash money. That's just not me. That's not who I am. That's your opinion. And I'm not saying, I'm not judging you either. You can do whatever you want to do that makes you feel feel good about it but what i'm saying is when money leaves my hand and i've decided to be compassionate with somebody and give it to somebody i don't get to fucking judge after it's gone because honestly well, what's what's the point of giving but here here it is you're not giving the money so that doesn't apply to you so there's no argument between us because you would rather go to buy them food and listen i don't always give them money sometimes i actually take my money i go to the store i buy a loaf of bread i make 20 sandwiches and then i take it down the homeless encampment so it's yeah. not always that I'm giving cash. You can give in other ways. But what I'm what I'm specifically dealing with is just what we had talked about originally is like giving money to people. And I, and I agree. My hand. But see, and that's the difference between you. I I feel like I work too hard for the money that I have. That I sh- that if someone screws me after I give them money, that's that's basically a slap in my face because I bust my ass to provide for my family. And if I'm doing something like this to provide to help someone else and they screw me. Shame on them. And that's just, I have a really, I guess you call me an asshole, call me a fucked up person. But if you screw me, I'm done. Like it's plain and simple. That's how I am. That's how I've lived my life, my whole life. And it's how I've been successful. But I will always help someone in need. I mean, I'm not saying I won't help them. If you come to me and say, hey, I need a place to stay or like not, not just a random person, but if you, a random person walks up to me, hey man, I'm extremely cold. Okay, I'll give him one of the hoodies I have in the back of my truck. I'll give him something that I have that'll help him keep on. Hey, I'm hungry. Okay, let's go get you some food. So go. you're a generous person. It's just like when it comes to money, that's like yes, and that's the, that's the difference. I think because because I was homeless at one point, and because I saw so much of it from the inside, I just have a completely different view. Because here's the thing: 
sometimes the thing that was keeping people alive was the hit that they were about to take with the money that they were given. And the reason I know that is because like I, I was around a lot of addicts. I lost I've lost friends like that have died um, in, in in having addictions. So I guess I, I've gotten to the point where I don't judge because if that next hit is what's getting you through, I'm not going to sit there and say that like you can't do that. And and I think that's just the difference. I'm not. And that's why I'm saying I don't think you're an asshole. I don't think you're fucked up. I think it's just life experience. We both have experienced different things in life and it's led us to, to where we are in our beliefs. And I don't think you're a bad person. I think you're I think you would give some of the shirt off your back. Do you, you know, it doesn't mean you have to give them money, but you would give, you would help them. So that's I mean, yeah. the argument doesn't match up because like I said, we were talking about money initially. And I think, like I said, with just money, if you're giving money, it's leaving your hand. It's on them on how they spend it. What's up, Carolina? So I saw the same guys standing at a corner, not too far from the house, several days in a row. And and I got frustrated with him. You know, he's he's asking for money every single day. And at this point, uh everybody's hiring. You know what I mean? This is this is when everything was kind of you know, back in motion, jobs are opening, this and that, and everybody's looking for work. And this guy's just, you know, he's standing and uh and and I had a stop sign. I, I said, dude, everybody's hiring, you know, go get a job. And and then he was like, dude, I'm just trying to I'm I'm trying to get a shower, I'm trying to get a room, you know, and then I was just kinda like, Well shit. You're not going to get a job looking like that. I mean, because, you know, it's the same Personal beat down, life. dirty clothes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, so like for, you know, so then I was just like, well, that's that's pretty shitty. And it's true, you know, um, not to say that that would get him a job. But, you know, I, I can see the play there. And then talking about what you're talking, um, was just talking about as far as addiction, which I've struggled with, um, you know, there's days where I didn't want to go to work because I didn't have what I needed, uh, to feel good. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, you know, if I didn't have that, then I'm not out working or I guess in that case, I'm not out, you know, trying to find a couple bucks to get something to eat you know what i mean so i think i think it's interesting too like when we talk about vices right so yeah. it's interesting that when you have a roof over your head you can be a drinker you can smoke weed like total pothead you can uh, be addicted to your phone you can be addicted to porn nobody judges you right but when you're homeless and you have those addictions or you have those coping mechanisms that aren't safe everybody's judging you and i think that's the part of society that really like hurts my heart in a way is because there shouldn't be judgment laid. Like I said, there, like I'm on this page that is like, it's, it's, it's about like basically just like Hamilton for humanity. And it's, it's basically what they do is they, they really find the story. So they actually go out and take pictures, like not together, like of them helping them, but they take pictures of just the human and they, they tell their story. And it really helps you to understand how people get to where they are. Because if you actually pay attention to a lot of these stories, a lot of them, they did not choose this lifestyle. They were yeah. raised in an environment where their parents were addicts. They started drinking when they were 12 or 13 years old, or they were using drugs um, from an early age because it was encouraged by primary car caregivers. And then, like, you see the path of how their life ends up going downhill. So it's just, I don't know. I, I think my thing has always been, like, compassion. But, again, it's because I was homeless. And nobody asked me what my story was when I was living on the streets. They all just assumed I was lazy and that I didn't want to work. And I was like 13, 14 at the time. And then I, again, I was homeless when I was like 17 and it was the same, it was the same thing. Well, you're just lazy. Why don't you just go out and get a job? Well, I can't get a job because I can't find clothes to do an interview because that costs money. I can't find a place to take a shower and I can't get a good night's sleep. And I'm feeling like I'm like in survival mode always and trying to protect myself because I'm sleeping on the streets and I'm a girl, I'm afraid. So I'm up all night. I'm not sleeping. So there's like so many variables in it. And like I said, it's not about like judging, judging people that don't have the capacity to understand that stuff. It's just that I've come from that side of it. And because I'm on the other side of it now, like I said, I get comments all the time. Like, oh, you don't look like you were homeless. Like, how would you like what is what is a homeless person supposed to look like? Like run down shitty and smell like piss? Like, 
is this yeah. where we're at in humanity where we're making all those judgments so like i said at the end of the day the <laughs> argument was initially about money and and but what and what makes me mad is that the these companies out here that are hiring they are hiring for people and and i think that the companies are the most shittiest things in the world because you have all these people out there that do try to get a job but they won't hire them because of the shit Okay, I don't have an address. Look, it's okay. I don't have an address, but I guarantee I'll show up for work every day. Yep. They don't even get given a chance, and that's the, that's the hard part. And uh, yeah. the, the humanity, Hamilton for Humanity, actually, um, the wonderful thing is, is that there's a lot of contractors, actually, like construction contractors, that will go out there and actually offer jobs. And do you know how many of these people actually take them, and they show up to work, and they're a better worker than some of yeah. them? Yeah. Because they have more to work for. They have something that they have to do. You got these people that come to work that are that are privileged. Like at, like at my job, you got people that show up for work and don't do shit because they're like, oh, it don't matter. Somebody else will do this. But you have these people out here that want to show up, want to do a good job, want to move up in the world, want to get a house, want to make sure their kids eat roof over their head. It's not 100 degrees outside. Yeah. The world is a different place than it used to be. Used to, the, the world was about morals. The world has no morals anymore. The world is, it's shot. It's, I hate to see the world that my kids are growing up in because I hate to see what it's going to be like when my, my five-year-old daughter grows up and graduates high school, graduates college. I don't trust this world. I don't trust people that's in this world because for one, they've got five-year-old, they got a uh, fifth grade kids in the schools around it overdosing on fentanyl. Vaping at school. It's like, where's your parents at? Where's your guardians at? If that was me growing up, my dad would beat the hell out of me if I did something stupid like but see, that. That's the thing that's changed, Beans, is that parents are not, and you're you're hitting the nail right on the head. Like, and I couldn't agree with you more, is that morals, ethics, and values have taken a back seat to phones, social media, parents being selfish because like here and here's the thing i'm going to give you a little perspective is yes i look at that as being parents being selfish that but i also look at that as a construct of society these parents are working job like a job a full-time job sometimes two jobs commuting and they have all this other stuff that is stressing them out then they have like they come home and they're dealing with their kids and it's not an excuse but what i'm saying is the world has changed to the point where parents are just trying to catch a little like relief and then they don't pay as much attention to their kids and then what ends up happening is like social media and and youtube end up raising your kids and that's why this vaping and the drugs like your kids know about that stuff or the kid that goes to school that watches all that stuff tells everybody about it at school and then you have a different issue right so well, you that's, can't that's you can't raise you can't raise your kids <laughs> without being influenced by something that's everywhere yes. else like like if if i got whooped i i was the only one that knew i got whooped you know what i'm saying and and there wasn't videos about how it, what it's going to do to me you know and, and all that or whatever like it's child I, abuse I, now if you spank your kid, it's freaking child abuse. To even yelling your child now. Yeah, it's ridiculous, dude. My dad would smack the absolute taste out of my mouth if I back talked to him. My mom would too. And now it's, 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 man, it is frustrating. The way these kids talk to their parents in public, I told my wife one day, I said, if I was my kid, I said, I don't give a shit if I get in trouble or not. I said, I'd snatch that little kid up and smack the hell out of him. I said, you are not going to disrespect your parents. That is one thing that I've made very clear in my household. You do not disrespect an adult. I don't care who they are, what they look like. If they aren't an adult, they are an adult figure. So you do not disrespect them. That is yes. horrible. Because they'll I've whoop your ass too. I've taught my daughter the line. There are certain people she is allowed to disrespect because she needs to know boundaries. So if somebody is like coming on to her or making her feel uncomfortable or doing something that is not appropriate of an adult, then I have told her she doesn't. Yes, need to respect that, that person. that's yes, hundred percent. But yeah, and I agree with you. I just it. This is something I'm very passionate about. Is like I'm. I tell my wife all the time. I'm like I'm scared to death. I'm not sitting in front of you with that hook right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm hitting shit. I'm, 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 I am scared to death of my children growing up, and I like sometimes I lay in bed and I can't sleep and I just think he's like, what can I do to be a better father, so they know, so they know what what's the right thing to do when they grow up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I surround myself with people that I think are good influences <clears throat> because I want them to know that. Hey, you can be a better person than the world is today. 
If you go out and be different than the person was yesterday, it's going to make you a better person than you was yesterday. Yeah. And it, it's it's hard to do that anymore. It really is. No, it it's is. It really is. It's hard to make a, a decision to be a good person in a world that has forgotten what it is to be a good person. And like it's, you said, I think yeah. it has to do with morals, ethics, and values. I think as a whole, collectively, humanity is losing that. And we are so victimized. And, and we want to label everything as being like, bad or a mental illness or abuse that we forget that some of those things are really important like having respect for elders and not back talking well yeah i like, i i i tell uh i tell a co-worker all the time you know like she'll talk about her kids who are, who are younger and i'd be like oh well you need to do this you need to do that whatever all of that is not acceptable. What I tell her, like yeah. in today's, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's just like, Oh, Oh, how, Oh my God. It's like, yeah, but that's what, that's what they need. They, I mean, you know what Do I you mean? Like, that Russell Peter skit? Did you ever see that where he, no. like the kid threatens? So this, uh, it's an Indian family it's a <laughs> Canadian comedian. It's really funny. And he's like, so like I was telling my dad that like you can't hit me. I went to school and these white kids told me that like oh my parents can't hit me. So I went home and told my dad when it, when he was about to hit me because I back talked him that he can't hit me because I'll call children's aid. He's like oh yeah. He's like okay. He's like you go call them and then the time you come back you hang up the phone. Somebody gonna get a hurt real bad. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like it's it, I think it's drawing the line because here's the thing like. In terms of research and things like that, yes. Like, it depends on how you're using <coughs> So one of the things I learned with my daughter was that when I did it through anger and hostility and I and I hit her or I spanked her with anger and hostility, the, yeah. the result of it was different than if I looked at her calmly and said, listen, you should not have done this and this is the consequence for doing that and then did it. Because when you're doing it out of anger, it's, a, it's coming from a completely different place than if you're doing it out of discipline and consequence. Yes, 100%. But you was talking about morals, right? The, you said morals earlier. That's I've no one has morals these days. No one has respect. And let's say, for example, there's a guy that sent Jeremy a message on 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 the podcast Instagram talking about he's having an affair with a married woman. I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you right now <laughs> something that that Hits very, very close to home for me. Me and my wife in 2020 split up because of the same exact reason. Someone decided that they could come in and try to manipulate my wife and me into thinking that we was not happy together. And at that time, we were not happy together. And that's how it was so easy for for that, that said person to come in and figure out what to say, how to say it, when to say it. I will tell you this right now. I have no respect for anyone that tries to break up a home. I don't care if a person's the most unhappiest person in the world. That still does not give that person the right to break someone's heart like that. That was one of the hardest things in my life in 2020. I didn't get to put my children to bed every night. I had to get my own place. It was one of the worst times of my life. And I'll be the first to tell you. So if anyone thinks it's okay to do something like that, it's not. If someone's not happy with their spouse, tell them. Don't go behind their back. Don't. Don't try to figure out a way to hide it because in the end of the, at the end of the day, it's going to hurt you and your children and the person, because you're going to have all that regret on your shoulders when you do do something like that. It's not like, okay. I, I feel like this is the thing too, right? Like when you take it back to what you just said, beans is like the morals, right? Like 
it's like the world has forgotten what it is to have respect for that and letting two people work it out in a marriage instead of or or even a relationship whatever your circumstance ends up being is that they don't have the decency or respect to allow that to happen they see what they want and they go after it with no regard for what is happening in the home no regard for the children and and he, like it's disgusting it's honestly honestly disgusting like and and here's the thing i can i can tell you when i was really young i cheated okay when i was really really young i was 18 years old and i cheated on a spouse and i regret it i do i honestly regret it and i mean karma was a, a huge bitch to me because like later in my life i got cheated on multiple times by multiple partners after that and i'm not saying i deserved all that but I'm just saying, like, I learned I learned how that felt from the other side of it. But you're right. It's never acceptable. And here's the thing is if we were to prioritize communication in relationships, which doesn't happen a lot, like a lot of people hide their feelings or if they're not happy with their spouse, sometimes it's hard to communicate that to the spouse because maybe they're angry, maybe they're upset, maybe they're not capable of holding space to listen then the easy out these days through social media and all the dating apps or people that surround you that like you said butt into the relationship see that there's an opening because said person is not happy and then they use that to manipulate and gaslight somebody to the, point the worst part was it was one of my friends yeah that's really fucking that's yeah that's so it's it it's i have a very hard trust issue when Germ posted that message in there, I, I lost my ever loving mind for for right. a week for a week straight. All right. Well, I, I'm okay. So we've asked people, you know, we'd like to give some advice, whether it's horrible advice, funny advice, you know, whatever, you know. And and so we did get a message on Instagram um, from somebody don't know who it is, and um. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and read it. It says that I need your advice. Um, I'm, I'm having an affair with a married woman. She has two kids and is unhappily married. The, she's the world to me. I've been in numerous relationships. I've never felt loved and appreciated like now. Appreciated like now. Sex is out of this world. I'm waiting for her kids to grow up. I want to build life with her. What would be your advice? Should I continue this affair or settle for someone else? I know that I will not find anyone even remotely as beautiful and intriguing as her. I can't imagine dating anyone else right now. She's my everything. Um, why wreck a home? You don't know. You know, she could be feeling just a certain kind of way. And when, and, and I, I don't know. I've never cheated. Nads, we talked about this a little bit before we got started. I have never cheated on anybody. I have been cheated on. Um, but just from seeing seeing it all around or whatever, you might feel a certain way in the moment, but it's not it's not true. It's just yeah, it's so just hard. butterflies, it's excitement, it's something different. But to 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 wreck somebody's family, you know, because because you've been in numerous relationships, like, or because ah, maybe you can't hold a relationship, and the only relationship right is the one where you only see her like maybe once a week because she's trying to get out. And here's the thing: is that it's here's the sad thing about cheating, okay? And something that I've noticed about doing therapy for so long is that most of the time when cheaters like cheat. It's the taboo of it that's actually exciting. Mm -hmm. It's not It's not that they want to be in a relationship with that person. It's the taboo of it, sneaking around yep. and actually doing those things. So here's here's full stop. I'll let you talk in a second, Beans. I just want to say one thing. I'm going to respond to that guy by telling him to get the fuck away from that woman and stay away and go get your own life. Go grow up, pull your fucking big boy pants up, and go find yourself a girlfriend instead of dealing with somebody else's wife. If you were Absolutely. actually a man, you wouldn't be doing that church right what i'm gonna say to you is you're a piece of shit i mean i, I, I you can laugh at me all you want you're a piece of shit you're a piece of shit you deserve to get your ass whooped i mean because yeah. any any man that would do that is not a man and any woman that would even do something like that i'm not gonna say anything to that because that did happen to me but i will tell you this when it did happen, 
when I did move out, my wife was at my doorstep the next day and we was talking things out because she knew that we both knew what we wanted. It's, I can not stand, go on Della, I cannot stand a cheater, cannot. You know, what how long? I, I'll, I'll it's, tell you something I ran into, so I'm not going to like tell you the full like story, but like I saw a home wrecker the other day and like literally ran into someone that I knew was like, she was sitting with her husband and her child and she was just acting like happy family. And I happen to know this woman is cheating constantly uh, on her husband. And, you know, it took me every ounce of self-control. And you know what, you know what it was? It's because her child was there that I, that I myself to do or say anything because I have so much respect for the fact that her child was sitting there and I would not do that. But man, if I ever caught that girl on her own with her husband or her on her own, you bet I'm going to say something because you need to grow the fuck up. You need to deal with yeah. this shit because that, that comes from trauma. That comes from you're hurting people because either you were hurt and you're just too lame to go and get help for it or you're just a nasty ass person. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and half the time it just boils down to a lack of good communication where you guys aren't able to talk about what's going on between you know, and, and, and really listen to and appreciate what people are saying. Hey, Della. Della. Um, you know, uh, for example, like, like it didn't matter what I said. Mm. It was always, you know, what she, I, I always had to pay attention to what she said, mm. but she never paid attention to what I said. You know what I mean? That's so like a narcissistic tendency that's going on there that she thinks she's self-important or superior to you. And then yeah. you had mentioned projections. So like as much as she was doing the cheating, then she was blaming you or asking you if you were cheating all the time. And here, here's what I'm going to tell you as a therapist. Okay. I'll put my little therapist hat on. <laughs> I'm going to tell you as a therapist, when someone's projecting that stuff on you, it's because they're doing it. So if you know yeah. for sure that you're not the one cheating and your partner keeps saying to you, well, I think you're cheating on me. Usually it's because they're the one that's stepping out or having behaviors that are not appropriate and they're projecting. We call that projection. They're projecting on you. Yeah. And 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 like I said earlier, you know, it it it, it drives that person to think about doing it and or actually do it. It's like if you're going to accuse me of it, I might as well do it because Nothing's changing so much for it already. I might as well just yeah. do it and tell you I did it. Yeah. But I, you know, I didn't. And, and I, I'm, I'm happy to be single. Um, <laughs> yes. I, you know, so, so. It's probably easier being single than dealing with some of the behaviors. Yeah. Um, but what you were saying earlier is, um, sitting down with people whatever like i i just saw this am amazing little series on tiktok um it's actually you know this guy he calls it tea talk you know because get your tea ready you know and uh so this guy was messaging this girl well the girl found out that uh that he was married so she contacted his wife and and they're sitting and and the the, female, the ladies are sitting down together at at the restaurant and the guy walks in he's all like haha what's up girl and then he looks and his wife's sitting in the booth and he just turns he just turns as red as this can and and uh you know so that little twist kind of makes everything better that you know that they sided you know, against somebody who's cheating. You know what's the interesting thing, though, there, Jerm, and, and here's a, something that I found as well in my profession, is that set, let's say, okay, for instance, that you have, like, the girl that's in, in the relationship. Okay? okay. It's okay. Okay. Um, but let's say you got you got the girl that's in the full-time relationship with the guy. Then you got the side chick, okay? What's interesting to me and what I've noticed about like therapy is that a lot of the times if a side chick tries to warn the wife, there is not responsiveness no. there. She is like 
in denial over the fact that like, no, you've got it wrong. What? Yeah, it happens more than you think. Because here's the thing. We want to believe our spouses wouldn't do that to us. We want to believe that, right? So that's the hard thing, right? It's almost like you get gaslit and you get like manipulated, but then you've got someone coming to try and tell you the truth because like maybe who knows what their motivation is. Maybe they want to break them up because she wants them for herself, whatever. But I'm yeah. telling you, they don't listen. And that's the problem these days is everything is a competition and everything is like you want to believe that your spouse is good. But here we here we go back to the, like the morals, ethics and values again. Right. Like if people communicated and actually told each other, like, hey, I'm not happy with this in our relationship. How different would the world look at that point? Yeah, I. Is Delaware yeah, I. I tried, you know, I I tried saying my piece, and it it just wasn't, you know, in one ear out the other, and it it didn't matter. But what about this? And you know, at me, and it's just like, okay, so let me try and change this. But you still haven't addressed my concern, what I care about, you know. And I find this interesting. I've been with my girl for 19 years. Shit happens. Life happens. To think you can only be attracted to one person forever is insane. Understand that. And I'm going to tell you, whoever you are politely, that's bullshit. Because I have seen in my line of work that people make it work all the time. They renew their relationship. They go out on dates. They date each other still. And they're still attracted to each other. And I know people that have been together for 25 years and never cheated. I've known people that have been together 50 years and never cheated. You can be attracted to the same person forever. So if that's the way you're feeling in your relationship, man, I'm sorry you feel that way. And there's there's nothing wrong with... You know, like, I, like I, I don't think there's anything with being attracted to somebody. I don't, I don't know. Uh, it's not that so, you can't find people attractive, but it's what you do with that that matters. You, there's multiple ways of cheating other than touching. Well, yeah. If you have to hide something, if you delete a message, you hide something. You don't want someone to be around when you're talking to a certain person. You're doing something behind somebody's back. That's cheating. Flirting's cheating. Touching someone's cheating. There's a lot of ways of cheating. Just don't fucking cheat. Dick pics. If you want to be with somebody, you know what the interesting thing is, is that men tend to be physical cheaters. From all the research I've seen, women actually, for the most part, tend to be emotional cheaters at first. And yes, it can develop into physical. I'm not saying it wouldn't, but they tend to be emotional cheaters because women have a hard time relaying what they need emotionally to their partner sometimes, and sometimes their partners can't hold space for that emotion or those big emotions that they're trying to like trying to communicate so i mean i find it interesting the way that like both sexes deal with like either being ignored or you know not having inappropriate like having having inappropriate relationships like even if it's just like you're leaning on another guy to talk to him i still find that inappropriate you should be able to go to your partner absolutely like that's the point of being in the relationship and having that container and that sacred container so that you can go to your partner and say like, Hey, I'm not happy. And these are the ways that I'm not happy. Can you hold space for that? And can we work on this? That's how it started with me, me and me and my wife. It, she confided in one of my friends that was supposed to be one of my good friends. And then he started to blast everything that we've ever talked about. Cause I confided in him as one of my friends Cause you can go to certain people and talk to and be like, Hey man, help me out. And he went back to her and, and told her everything that I said to make it where I was the bad person. Yeah. Cause he wanted to get his in. Yeah. And, and I'm sorry, but I let like, the, I let, I let him sit at my dinner table and eat break bread, man. That, I mean, that that's what bothers me the most is bro. You've been around my whole ass family. My kids called you uncle. Like, Bro, what the hell? I'm sorry, yeah. man, but this this guy is kind of like getting on my nerves. I feel that's weak-minded <laughs> individuals that go to therapy. Like, I'm sorry, dude, but like, mm. no, it's not weak-minded people that go to therapy. You know who goes to therapy? It's the strong ones that go to therapy because they actually can talk about the things that they need to talk about. So I'm going to stop responding to you at this point because I, I really think <laughs> that you're not like, we're not on the same page. Because I'm sorry, like I had to do 12 years of therapy for the things that happened to me and I'm not a weak individual. And it's not weak individuals that come in. Like Beans, 
one of the things that you did tonight that I respect so much, and this isn't therapy, but it's a form of catharsis that you like actually opened up and talked about that. If that makes you weak and this guy thinks that things like that make you weak, then I'm sorry, man, you're the weak dude. Hey, man, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm one of them people that, that I don't give a shit what you think about me. I don't care. I'm going to tell you how I feel. I've always been like that. I'm, I'm going to tell you how I feel, what my feelings are. I'm going to confront you if I feel like you've done something to piss me off or upset me. I'm going to confront you. There's two things that can happen in that situation. One week you can either shut up and deal with it, or two we can fight. Yeah. And that's 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 my mentality. That's, you pulled your tooth out. Congratulations again some money tonight. But anyways, I mean I've Better always go to the ATM, dude. Yeah. I've always lived my life. <laughs> I've always lived my life on the part of I don't give two shits what you think about me, but if you disrespect me, we're gonna have bigger issues. If you disrespect disrespect my family, disrespect my friends, that's how I am. I don't give two fucking shits what you. I could. I'm not gonna lose any sleep at night if you. Like I was at the gas station one day and dude drove us. Oh, you're a fat ass. It's a damn. I'm 34 years old. You think I just now realized I was fat? Cause you told me. Appreciate it, buddy. Good job. Way to open your eyes. <laughs> I mean, it's it's. And my I dad tells that has an opinion these days about things, and it's like they go around telling people that they think that they don't know. And here's the thing, beans. I respect you for the fact that you are a strong individual for having that said to them. So, and, and here's the thing is that at the end of the day, there is usually there for couples when they feel like they can't communicate and it's not about being strong enough or weak about the, the fact that let's say one partner is trying to explain something and the other partner is not able to hold that space. Maybe it's because there's an addiction problem. Maybe there's something going on outside of like whatever and they're not able to hold that space, that's when when therapy comes in. Because what it ends up doing is it allows both partners to be heard. So I went to the therapy. Day, and did you feel like it helped you? It, dep it depends on your therapist too. Like that. To be honest with you, I've, I've, I felt like, like Chris at the beginning, I was like, man, therapy are for people that don't, can't handle shit themselves. Mm -hmm. But when I went, when we went to the marriage counseling therapy, it opened my eyes to things that I didn't know I was doing. And it opened her eyes on things that she didn't know she was doing. So it's like, well, fuck, why couldn't we talk to each other like this instead of doing this? So it did bring a lot of shit to light, but I'm, I'm always going to be, and it's, it's going to be my downfall. And I'm always going to be that person that thinks someone's out to get my family because of what happened. And yeah. I, I can't control that. Positive I'm always going to, and I'm always going to think it's, it's someone that's closest to me. That's, that I think, you know what I'm saying? It's like, oh shit, so-and-so did this. What does this mean? Or or even women, like even my wife's best friend. I told my wife one day, I said, I said, What what's going on with y'all two? And she's like, What do you mean? She's my friend. And I'm like, Oh, nothing, never mind. Don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. I've I've always got that in the back of my mind, like something like I'm not good enough because I fucked up before and did this. Yeah. And and what she's told me is she's like, if I didn't want to be here, I wouldn't be here. Mm -hmm. She's like, if and she straight up told me this. She said, Dustin, all the shit that we went through in 2020, we lost our family. We had to rebuild from the bottom up. She's like, do you really think that's something that we would do? She's like, do you think it's something that we would have fought for so much if we didn't want it? I was like, no. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that you had a good experience in therapy. I can't say everybody always has the same experience, to be fair. Like, I mean, there's been people that you can't help because they're not willing to come to the, to, to the session and actually be honest. So that that is difficult. But like I said, like I I'm a very honest person. I respect I respect you for coming on here and talking about it and telling the truth and and like I wasn't I wasn't going to, but Jerm talked to me. I mean, Jerm talked me and Jerm talk a lot. Jerm's one of my good friends. He called me. He's like, man, blah blah blah. We talked. I don't know. We talked for a good hour, didn't we? That day when we talked. What was it? Friday. A couple times. <laughs> we, yeah, we talked. We talked a couple times, and he was like, dude. He's like, get out of your head. Get out of your head. <laughs> all right but i gotta uh, I, I, I gotta go and get her ready for bed it's already past her right. bedtime by an hour bye Della. yeah Hope you make lots of money off the tooth fairy i just i just wanted to touch on therapy i've never i've never done therapy or whatever but i've you know i have uh, uh i have a friend um who listens to the podcast and um he, he's a fan 
and uh you know i i see him going to therapy uh on my route uh he comes out about the time that i'm in the neighborhood and he says you know that uh he they're pointing out a lot of things that they didn't realize that they did and um i think they can help and you know if 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 you give it a chance you know um Beans, like you were saying, there's things that you didn't know that you were doing, you know, because they're able to say, you know, you're like, just shitty example. I like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Okay, but wait, why do you like the peanut butter? Well, you know, and then, okay. Because it tastes good, eat them off her feet. Okay, but they're able to just pick apart these statements that normally can just be blown off as one generalization. You know what I mean? And, And then you're like, oh, shit. I like crunchy. Okay. You know, and like I said, a horrible example is like therapy. Like I said, like when it comes down to the end, at the end of the day, the reason why a lot of couples, it's not just that they can't communicate. It's sometimes that you can't see and you don't know how to communicate those things. So if you have a good therapist, and I'm going to say good therapist, because it depends on which therapist you choose the relationship with your therapist, they are able to give you a third party perspective on some things that you may not have been able to figure out in your own marriage. And that's okay. That's okay that you don't notice certain things because we're human. We're not going to pick up on every little micro thing that goes on with our spouse that that is upsetting. And it's good to have a third party. And even listen, if your therapist ends up being like beans, you said you talked to germ. That is therapy. Whether you're looking at it like that or not, it's catharsis. You're getting something from your friend who's able to hold space for you and provide a different perspective. So he called me a weak ass bitch. <laughs> I mean, it depends on <laughs> how you do your therapy. As he said, "He said, quit being a bitch, bitch." I was like, hey, "I'm sorry, Jeremy." He said, "You a bitch, bitch." <laughs> But guys, I have to thank you for the conversations today. Like, I'm really glad we were able to kind of uh, talk about the homeless thing because I think that kind of opened up people's like perspective and helped uh, us to be understood um, as hosts. And uh, like I said, I've got nothing but love and respect for you, Beans. Like, I've always really respected you, but like today, like new level, brother, because like it takes a strong man to be able to like talk about those things. And I appreciate you letting us in and letting us see like a little preview of some of the things that may have happened for your family. And I'm, I'm an open book. All you gotta do is ask questions. I'm answering. I don't care if if it's something that hurts me the most, I'll answer it or it'll take me a little bit to answer it. So, I mean, but I'll eventually eventually get to the point where I may answer it. An open book. They can't read. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, just, I love you. I love you. But I really, but I really can read, or I wouldn't be so successful in my job. That's true. I think we're, I think we're gonna go ahead and call this episode "Cheaters Never oh, Win." There you and, go. I like that. Oh, yeah. next weekend I may not be here since it's Mother's Day and Jennifer's birthday all on the same day. Bang! You better start shopping now. Yeah, I was gonna say. I've already got. I've already got. I've got. She already knows. Nice. I mean, kind of. Isn't it supposed to be a surprise? Uh, it's, a, it's a tattoo appointment. Oh, I want one of those. Dang. I got a her. She of, got. I'm gonna get that and a can of. That's for, that's that's after hours. Something <laughs> about can of beans tattoo. Oh, oh my bad. My bad. <laughs> oh my god. Are you <laughs> saying your junk looks like a can? Okay, that's enough. All right, much love and respect, everybody. All right, guys. Good night. Love you.